On this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss Tyreek Hill being traded to the Miami Dolphins. We also play a little game called Buy or Sell. We play another game called Start, Bench, or Cut with quarterbacks Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, and Tua Tankaviola. But I'm going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. I've seen enough of Jimmy to know what he is. Jimmy Garoppolo is not the guy. He has been in by far the best offensive scheme out of any of those two quarterbacks in San Francisco. And he was not able to pull off a Super Bowl championship. He is the main reason why the 49ers do not have a championship right now. I've seen enough. I know what I'm getting out of Jimmy Garoppolo. As far as the other two quarterbacks, there's still some potential there. So if I'm going to start one and bench one, at least I can see if they're going to grow or not. And that's why I'm cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. He's my cut. You're tuned into the new channel sports podcast. The ultimate sports talk podcast. Gentlemen, welcome to the new Channel Sports Podcast. My name is O.N.E., the one and only. We have an extraordinary show in store for you today, so I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. Please go ahead and subscribe. You can do that on any major podcast platform available. You can also go to our website. That's newchannelsports.net. New channel spelled N-U-channelsports.net. Give us a follow on Instagram. Give us a follow on Twitter. We try to put out content daily, sports content daily. So go ahead and check us out there. Check us out on YouTube and also see our wonderful faces on Afro Vibes TV. Download that Roku app so you can go ahead and see us there. Um, you can also check us out on the Leeds Podcast Network. Chris is doing some wonderful things there. Speaking of Chris, the phenomenal one is with me today. How are you Thank doing, you. sir? What is good? I am doing good, bro. You came in kind of hot today, like a high schooler. You know what I'm saying? Came in a little hot. What does, what does that even mean? What does that mean, bro? Like a high schooler? Like I, I'm just I'm young now. That's what it is. I got that young blood in me now. What are you talking about, man? Hey, man. You know, you know. Let me not even go there because we that could go somewhere we're not trying to get to, and I don't want to get in trouble. So, what's good, y'all? What's good, indeed. <laughs> Let's start this show off, bro. Let's go. It's time for. It's time for. It's time for headlines. The only headlines that matter. The Miami Dolphins acquired Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver Tyreek Hill for five. Count them five draft picks. They're going to give him a four-year deal worth over one hundred and twenty million dollars. The Chiefs are going to get the 2022 first round pick, which would be the number 29th pick, the second round pick, which would be the number 50th pick, and the fourth round plus a fourth and sixth round pick in the 2023 draft. We're definitely going to dive into that more in our show. But right now, Tyreek Hill is a Miami Dolphin. New York City is planning to relax its COVID-19 vaccine mandate on Thursday and allow exemptions for athletes and entertainers. This change will allow Kyrie Irving to play in home games for the Nets at the Barclays Center and allow unvaccinated New York Mets and Yankees players to play in home games as well this season. 
Zion Williamson posted an Instagram video of a monster dunk between his legs while recovering from a foot injury. Chris, does that excite you? Did you see Zion Williams with the between the leg dunk? No, bro. I was not excited. <laughs> I want to see Zion playing NBA <laughs> basketball. I don't want to see him dunking between his legs when he has a foot injury. Who okayed this post? Who thought, you know what? Let's throw a post with Zion dunking between his legs while he is out with a foot injury. It's the same people who posted him playing video games on his couch when he was overweight. Whoever is his social media manager, whoever is his social media person, that person is not his friend. They have no <laughs> idea what they are doing. <laughs> they are lost. So, no, I am not excited about that post. Man, bro, I'm with you 110% on this one. You know who okayed that? Nobody. He just decided to do yeah. it on his own. He said he's going to do it. It probably even took him four or five takes. That was probably the fifth take right there. When he finally got it right, said, yep, that's the one. I'm going to put it out, okay? <laughs> but nobody okayed it. I do not want to see Zion Williamson doing all that extra stuff. I just want to see you get on the court, bro. I want to see you be the phenom that we thought you were going to be. I don't care about that. Okay, we already knew you had amazing athleticism okay so that doesn't impress me at all what's going to impress me play a full season and be an mvp candidate that's what's going to impress me zion so let's see if we can get that done john clayton longtime nfl reporter and radio host died at the age of 67 john clayton was nicknamed a professor and he was one of the country's foremost nfl insiders in a five decade career that included over 20 years with espn NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell honored Clayton as a wonderful person who earned my tremendous respect and admiration as a journalist. He appeared in some memorable This Is Sports Center commercial ESPN. One of my favorites is the one where he's um, on the Sports Center platform and he's wearing like a suit and tie. And then after it's done, he takes them both off and he comes out with a Slayer t-shirt. He lets down his hair and then he jumps into bed and he shouts, hey, mom, I done with my segment. You ever that one? On Sports Center, Chris? Oh, that's that is the best. This is Sports Center commercial of all time. I was rolling when I saw that commercial, and when I heard the news that he passed, um, just like anybody else who remembered the commercial, I had to go there, watch it, and pay my respects to him. And anyone from Houston knows this. After his time with ESPN was done, he did a spot um, on the Houston sports radio scene, pretty much weekly. So we got to hear him if you're a Houston sports head uh, pretty often. Rest in peace, John Clayton. All right. Jamal Crawford announced on Twitter Monday that his 20-year NBA career has come to a close. This is what he tweeted. Goodbye to the game. All the spoils. The adrenaline rush. Thank you, basketball. I owe you everything. On Twitter, he also posted a picture of him standing uh, next to a basketball goal. But Jamal Crawford announces that he is going to be retiring. I call him Jamal Crossover because he had one of the sickest crossovers that I've ever seen, especially for that height. He was ridiculous. His ball handles for that height. And, and not even, doesn't mean I say that. He just had ridiculous handles. You have to be careful when you're in front of him because you might get your ankles broke. Yeah. Um, phenomenal talent as far as with the crossover six man of the year I think he won that multiple times everyone knows that he was a walking bucket and Jamal Crawford is one of those guys and I have to say this because there are a lot of hoopers out there Jamal Crawford is one of those guys where he is a hoopers hooper and what I mean by that is you probably know a guy in your local gym 
that is really raw, that can do everything, but he won't ever make it to the NBA because the NBA is filled with specialists and then really raw hoopers. And Jamal Crawford is just a hooper. And I don't mean that in a negative way at all. There are very few people who can hoop the way Jamal Crawford did and last 20 years and last that time. Um, I know he didn't last as long, but I think of a Nick Young. I think of a Jordan Clarkson with the Jazz. These are guys who could they're just walking buckets. And if you can think about the best hooper you've seen in your life at your local gym, they are a thousand times better. And there's some people I saw at the local gym that I just, I thought, how are they not in the NBA? And you just got to think about Jamal Crawford and give him all the absolute respect for being in the league so long and being so great at what he does. Shout out to him. Man, very, very well said. Jamal Crawford, for me, is your prototypical sixth man. And that's nothing against him. You want someone that can come off the bench when your team is down and they're struggling getting buckets and someone who can automatically get those buckets for you. And that's exactly what Jamal Crawford was. You put him in the game, he's going to try to maybe rile your team up or give them some kind of extra boost so they can get their, their game flowing again. That was Jamal Crawford, the pro tickle, um sixth man for me. So that was headlines, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get right into our show. Like I mentioned earlier, Tyreek Hill is traded to the Miami Dolphins. He's going to be teaming up with Tua Tanglevaiola. Man, what have the Kansas City Chiefs done? What has Tyreek Hill done? Chris, will Tyreek Hill regret being traded to the Miami Dolphins? Well, no. And you got to think about it from this standpoint. For him, I honestly think this this trade is a win-win. It's a win for the, uh, I almost said Deshaun Watson, bro. <laughs> it's a win for Tyreek Hill because he gets his big payday, which he very clearly deserves. He's one of the, the best wide receivers in the NFL for a long time. And what he's been able to do, he's been so fantastic at catching the ball and running. And when you have a quarterback like Tua Tungabailoa, who he did, let's Remember, Tua played in Alabama with a lot of talent where he would throw the short and his guys would do the rest. Can you think about it? You think about Tyreek Hill. You think about Jalen Waddle there. They got some fast guys. I'm not sure whether or not they're going to bring back a Will Fuller. But, I mean, that team right there, those boys can fly. And then they bring in a Chase Edmonds and free agency as well as the running back position. And all of a sudden, the Dolphins have put themselves in a position with a lot of talent around. But to answer the question specifically, Will, uh, Tyreek Hill regretted from the famous words of T.I. of T.I.'s T.O.'s ex um i guess it was his publicist when she said he has 80 million reasons to be happy this guy has 70 plus million reasons why he will not regret this decision it was a good decision for him to go get paid and i'm very happy for him i'll talk about the chiefs later because i know we're going to do that but specifically for tyreek hill happy for him man you're right man he secured the bag that's what's important but besides securing the bag what about his NFL career, bro? I mean, right now, there's a lot of pressure on Tua Tango Viola because now, just like you mentioned, he has all the weapons around him now, right? There's no more excuses for Tua. He has to go out there and produce. You have Tyreek Hill, who's arguably a top five right receiver in the league. They put that right there in your lap. Now you got to produce, bro. So as far as what Tua is trying to do and what Tyreek Hill is trying to do, there's a lot of pressure on the both of them to me because – we're going to see whether or not he can have a successful career post Mahomes and where he can go from there. Because that's what I'm looking at right here. You leave Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes to go to Tua 
Tanker Viola and the Miami Dolphins. So that's a, a wide disparity right there as far as offensive talent and offensive mind. So we're going to see what he can do from that, but from that point on. How about the Kansas City Chiefs? Are they going to regret trading Tyreek Hill? Um, I, I say no. Uh, and for me, it's really, really simple. I think the Kansas City Chiefs have done what teams uh, and across the NFL have failed to do during their quarterback's prime years, and that's spend money wisely, right? So when a quarterback is on the rookie deal, spend the money, splurge it, spread it everywhere. You can. But once your quarterback gets that big deal, you can't be paying everybody. You got to be very wise in who you pay. Tyreek Hill is at the point of his career where he was going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the NFL. And when you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes, he doesn't necessarily need that. I'm not saying he's going to be happy that Tyreek Hill's gone. Absolutely not. He's a cheetah. He's one of the best wide receivers in the game for a reason. But can the Chiefs afford to pay him? The answer was no. So you got to look what the Chiefs did. And I think they came out as big winners in this trade one they got they received multiple draft picks they're going to have multiple draft picks in the first round multiple draft picks in the second round of this draft and this draft is a top heavy wide receiver draft i shouldn't say top heavy it's a deep wide receiver draft there are multiple wide receiver talents that are coming in this draft and you got to believe when you have patrick Mahomes, you have andy reed um you have a great opportunity and and eric b enemy you have a great opportunity to spread the ball around and get guys the ball and have patrick Mahomes look good so i love that they invested in draft capital because you got to think about it like this they have four early picks in this draft so when i say early i mean the first two rounds and the first three rounds they have more than four picks you got to think about it like this if they hit on even one of those picks doesn't matter if it's a wide receiver or any other position they've done the right thing because they have a cheap talent i'm mean, not a cheap yeah, they have a cheap talent and they're not paying them very much right now imagine if they hit on two or three of those picks all of a sudden you have multiple players who are really, really good. Are they going to miss Tyreek Hill? Of course they are. Of course they're going to miss Tyreek Hill. But I love what they did. They're spending their money wisely. And last point on this, because I've said a lot. You look what they did when they signed Tyron Matthew. They got a very talented guy, but not as expensive. They did the same thing with Justin Reed this offseason. It's not a big name. Not a lot of people know about him. But the people in Houston know about him. Bro Bro can, can ball right? But they spent the right amount of money on him. I love what the Chiefs have done. It's like they played NBA 2K with me because I built franchises on there. You can't pay everybody. Sometimes you got to trade away top talent when they're at the top level, and they did just that. I think the Chiefs win this trade. I really do. Man, I agree with you on about 98% of what you said. The one thing I don't agree with you with is they're not going to miss Tyreek Hill. Their offense is just going to be different. That's it. They're still going to be productive. Oh, you crazy, bro. You crazy, bro. No, no, no. <laughs> They're still going to be. But that's if they hit. If they hit on those draft picks and someone comes in and produces right away, they're going to be just as explosive as they were with Tyreek Hill. It's just going to be a different offense. They still have Kelsey back there, and they still have Patrick Mahomes back there. They still have Andy Reid. Andy Reid, like I said, is an offensive genius. He's going to figure it out some kind of way. They do not necessarily need Tyreek Hill to be an explosive offense. If someone comes in that they draft early on and they are able to emulate that speed that Tyreek Hill has, they're going to be just as as dangerous. Yeah, you can't move off. No, you can't emulate. You can't it, emulate that. You can't I, emulate you're right. You're right. You can't emulate that. But if they can come in there and be a close, you know, comparison to him, they are still going to be very, very dangerous. They're still going to be very, very productive. And you know, they still have Juju back there. Juju is licking his chops because this is his opportunity now to show everybody in the league that he can be a very, very good wide receiver. And I think under that Andy Reid 
offensive scheme. He's going to show that he can be that. They're going to come in next year. They're going to be just fine. It wasn't a mistake. This is what you have to do, right? Everybody's looking at everybody else in that division. You saw what the Chargers did. They went and got Khalil Mack. You saw what Denver did. They went and got Russell Wilson. You also saw what the Raiders did. They got Devontae Adams. Everybody's thinking, wow, they're getting all these superstars, and you're giving away superstars? But this is where you make your mark in the NFL, when you know when it's time to get rid of players and build around the draft. Look at what New England has been doing for years and years and years. They know when it's time to get rid of players, except for Tom Brady. Actually, that's the one where they were wrong with. But as far as everybody else, they got rid of them at the right time and they built their team off draft picks. So this is a great, great move by the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect them to be just as good as they were last year and just as explosive, but they have to hit on one of those draft picks. What I expect them to do. Yeah, I expect to hit, for them to hit on one of the draft picks. I like your point with the Patriots, and that's kind of what I was leading to when I had that 2K reference. It's understanding when to trade your top talent. When they're at the highest level, when you think everybody else in the league would pay them, they're trading them and getting assets back. The one thing I would push back on, and you knew I would, bro. Come on now. <laughs> I know you too They are will. definitely going to miss the cheetah. I mean, they're 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 gonna miss Cheetah. Um, there's you, you can try your best to emulate that, you can't. And there are just certain plays. As much as I love Patrick Mahomes, and Patrick Mahomes is phenomenal. There are certain plays that Tyreek Hill makes. So take it back to that AFC divisional game versus the Bills, with which it was arguably one of the best games ever played. That long touchdown that Tyreek Hill has, you can't, you just, you can't emulate that. It's just Tyreek Hill being Tyreek Hill and being absolutely amazing. And they're going to miss that. And we'll, we'll see this. We'll see Travis Kelsey, who's in his mid third. What is he, 32 now? Um, it was Cheetah getting double teamed every play. Now all of a sudden it's going to be Kelsey getting double teamed every play. And we'll see if the other guys can make plays. And I do agree with you. Juju Smith Schuster has a great opportunity. He signed a one year deal. So this is a play big and get paid. He probably won't come back to the Chiefs if he plays as good as he possibly can. Um, he may price himself out. So he has great incentive to play really well. And I don't think the Chiefs are done in free agency. I mentioned Will Fuller earlier. I'm not even sure Will Fuller is a free agent. I, I know he's really injury prone, but he is a guy who can fly, right? He is a guy who can fly. If he's available, I think that's somebody that the Chiefs may be looking at as well. Uh, I agree with you from the standpoint of the Chiefs are still going to be good, but they will miss Tyreek Hill for sure. I think we have different definitions of what miss means. I think you're right. As far as missing what he brings on the field and what only Tyreek Hill is capable of doing, of course they're going to miss that. But as far as as productivity, I don't think they're going to miss him at all. So I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, Chris. We'll agree to disagree on that. All right. And I think we answered this last question, what I wanted to pose as well. Is this the beginning of the end for a Kansas City dynasty, right? How would you look at that yeah. exactly? Um, for me, it, it, we talked about it. It's draft picks, right? If, if, if you smoke all of these draft picks and you draft guys, if none of these draft picks are guys that you're looking to pay or guys you're looking to trade at the end of their rookie deals, you did something very wrong in this draft. But you got to look at this team. This is the same team that that drafted Tyreek Hill. It's the same team that drafted Patrick Mahomes, right? This has been a team that has consistently drafted guys and had them turn out to be great products. So with that in mind, I'm beyond confident 
confident that they're going to draft well in this upcoming draft. It is a very important draft for them to at least hit on two of these picks, or really just one. If they hit on two or three, then it turns into gold. So is it the beginning of the end of their dynasty? The answer is, my answer to that question is, was there ever a dynasty? There never was. They won one Super Bowl. Um, They reigned in the AFC. So perhaps if I was going to answer it, is it the end of their reign in the AFC? I would argue that their reign reign may have already ended with some of the moves that happened in the AFC West with or without Tyreek Hill. Um, I still love them to come out the AFC West. I know that's not your question, but I still love them to come out the AFC West as the AFC West champs. But I never saw them as a dynasty because they never won uh, multiple Super Bowls. Yeah, but the dynasty talk was there. And so this would have to be the year where they would have to win in order for those discussions to come back up. And we already talked about it. It really depends on what they do with these draft picks. It's going to be super hard because they're in the hardest division in all the league right now. All of a sudden, overnight, it just turned into the hardest division in all the league. So that's going to be very, very tough for them to get out of that division. I'm not going to agree with you there as far as them win at division i think it's going to be the charges on that one i think the charges look good but we can talk about that another day but as far as them hit on the draft picks and getting to the super bowl run that's going to determine whether or not those talks will come up again and even if they do the afc is stacked my man so it's going to be very very hard for them to talk about any kind of dynasty in the afc i agree with you all right, man, let's get into the last little bit of our show. You know, I lied, not the last little bit of our show, but let's get into another part of our show. Let's do Start, Bench, Cut. Sit back and relax, because coming up, it's Start, Bench, or Cut. So, Start, Bench, Cut, Chris. Jimmy Garoppolo, Baker Mayfield, and... Tua, Tank of Viola. Who you starting? Who you benching? Who you cutting? I'd like to cut all three of them. I know everybody would. I know that. But <laughs> you, you have them on your roster. <laughs> you got you to gotta start one. You got to bench one. Of them and you got to cut one. Picks. Oh, this, this cut them um, all and get traffics? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would do. Um, to answer the question, I'm definitely cutting Baker Mayfield. Um, Baker wow, Mayfield is taking the biggest hell. Even when let I me, posted on um, social media, everybody's saying cut Baker Mayfield. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's easy, and I'll tell you why. Um, he's taking the biggest L of the offseason. I've never seen a player say, my preferred destination is Team X. He came out and said, Colts, I prefer you. Colts were like, bro, bro, <laughs> we don't prefer you. <laughs> they learned from the Texans, bro, because they tried to get an interview with Deshaun Watson, and the Texans were like, no, bro, bro, we're not giving you that. No, bro, you're not giving you an interview. Um, and it's just funny to me. It's like a guy trying to call a shot for, for a female during class, and then she shuts it down. It's embarrassing. He embarrassed himself. And I'm cutting him because if you look at the NFL and you know how I feel about quarterbacks being generally overrated, you look at Baker Mayfield with the Cleveland Browns, he had one of the best offensive lines. He had one of the best running backs, really two of them. He had two of the best receivers in the league. The defense was good. His coach was good. Everything was set up for him to succeed and he didn't. So what other franchise could he possibly succeed in? So for those reasons, I've got to say that I've, I, I, I got to cut him. It's, to me, it was really, really simple. So he was an easy cut for me. Man, this is more difficult for me than it was for you. And you're going to be shocked at who I'm going to cut. But I'm going to cut Jimmy Garoppolo. I've seen enough of Jimmy to know Ooh. what he is. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is not the guy. He has been in by far the best offensive scheme out of any of those two quarterbacks in San Francisco. And he was not able to pull off a Super Bowl championship. He is the main reason why the 49ers do not have a championship right now. I've seen enough. I know what I'm getting out of Jimmy Garoppolo. As far as the other two quarterbacks, there's still some potential there. So if I'm going to start one and bench one, at least I can see if they're going to grow or not. And that's why I'm cutting Jimmy Garoppolo. He's my cut, Chris. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I, I couldn't cut Jimmy. And the way, I, the way I chose between Jimmy and Baker is this. I truly believe that the running game in Cleveland is better than the running game in San Francisco. Uh, the only difference is they oranges. have. But, but Sure. But you can make the argument that it's better. But the fact is the results. Jimmy G making it to a Super Bowl. Jimmy G making it to an NSU championship game. And Baker Mayfield doing none of that. So that that's the key. You can you can poo-poo him Jimmy G all you want and say he's the main reason that they didn't win the Super Bowl. But the fact is he got them there. But he, he was under the no, hell. No, 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 Chris. No. Why do we always do this? Jimmy Garoppolo did not get them there. Mike Shannon okay. had, and that scheme got them there. I'm not, I'm that's not even, what but, that's, but, this, but this is what the point you're missing. If you ask me, if Baker Mayfield was the quarterback of the 49ers, do they get to the Super Bowl? And I say, no, he's too dysfunctional. He's not a leader. The guys don't like him. And I'll give you the easiest point here. After Baker Mayfield said he wanted out, did any of the players come out and say, no, Baker, no, no. <laughs> no one did that. But with Jimmy G, people are still, from the 49ers, are still coming out and saying he's a great guy, great teammate, great leader. Those intangibles matter. Yes, I know he's not flashy. Yes, I know he doesn't look like the prototypical star. But there is something to be said for a guy who walks into your ro- locker room and commands respect. The only thing people in the, in the Browns locker room respect Baker Mayfield for is his ability to pull off insurance commercials when the last thing he is is somebody who you can count on when he's when he's needed so for me he was an easy cut bro easy easy cut so we have uh, Jimmy G and who else do we have left oh wow so you're starting Jimmy G did if you don't know who the other person is no no well, give me a second I'm, I'm a, uh, who, who do we have left no because I, I I need to think about this one. who do we have left is two a tank of Iowa Oh man! So I'm gonna uh, bench Tua Tagovailoa, and I'm starting Jimmy G. Okay. Uh, I am gonna start Jimmy G. Uh, let me explain on uh, with uh, Tua. We're gonna know about Tua this season. We talked right. about it a little earlier in the last segment. He has so many weapons. If he can, if he can get going with those weapons, he should be fine. But for today, for now, I've got to start Jimmy G because he's the only one who's had playoff success. You can poo poo on it all you want to, but it takes a leader to go into these games to get it done. He and he's been able to lead his team, and I do take. I mentioned you, it before. What are you doing? I'm just saying, though, man. When, you when, when word, your guys, how are you going to put Jimmy G and the word leader in the same sentence? He has not shown me. Any well, look leadership. at it, but okay. But this is the thing. Look at his teammates coming out and defending him over and over and there's a reason for that he commands respect in the locker room and for me that tells you even more because he's a guy who's not a great quarterback and i'm sure there are times where the defense like man jimmy g could mess it up and they're still defending him that tells me there's something about him that's a leadership quality that i've got to put him over to a tongue of Iloa and uh the other guy baker mayfield man i don't give a crap how much your teammates like you or love you or want you on your team it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to that person is going to lead them to a championship. I am going to go ahead and start Baker Mayfield. All right. So You're I know, I know. Look, 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 look. Don't, don't laugh like a supervillain over there. You're laughing like you're trying to take over the world. Don't do that. Please don't do that. 
Baker Mayfield is my starter. Okay, I like what he brings to the table. As far as leadership qualities, I think he has that. I know he's very emotional. He wears his emotion on his sleeves. I know that. Now, the downside of Baker Mayfield is this. If you're winning, he's one of the greatest teammates to have. He's out there raw rawing. If you're losing, he can be one of the worst teammates to have. I understand that because he wears a dark cloud over his head when his team is losing. But as far as all the circumstances that he's been in to this point, as far as leadership and the organization that he's with, I don't count that against him. As much as I counted against Jimmy G, who's been a great organization, and he has been the key reason why they have not won a championship. I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield to see what he has because he still has some potential there that I don't think I've seen. And under the right circumstances, I do think that he can lead a team deep into the playoffs. I disagree with you. If Baker Mayfield was on that San Francisco 49er team, that San Francisco 49er team wins a championship. I have not you're seen insane. enough. Okay, look, you're okay, I let you talk, bro. <laughs> I let you. I let you say your piece, bro. I let you say your piece. Let me just say mine real quick. I think that once Baker Mayfield gets hot and he's comfortable, he is not going to fold under pressure. Jimmy G is known for folding under pressure. He cannot make the key passes when it counts. I have seen Jimmy G in many situations where it came down to him protecting the football and leading his team to some kind of score. He was not able to do it. I'm starting Baker Mayfield. As far as Tua Tanglevaola is concerned, we both know we haven't seen enough out of him yet. This is going to be the year where we're going to really find out if he can be a good NFL quarterback in this league. He has all the weapons around him. There's no more excuses. This is going to be the year to see if he can produce. And that's why he's come off the bench for myself and you probably because we haven't seen enough out of him. We're just flip-flop yeah, we both on agree. Baker Mayfield we both agree and Jimmy on the Garoppolo. Yeah, so um, there's no need to touch the Tua thing. So on Baker Mayfield, this is why you're you're absolutely insane. <laughs> the first thing you said was, well, because there's two things you said that are just clearly wrong. One, you said in the right situation. What better situation on God's green earth could he have been on? With the Browns, he had his own line of commercials, which to this day, I don't what understand. What does the commercials have day. anything to do can I, with can I make my point? Can I make field? my point? Can I make my point? Like my boy Deontay Wilder said, to this day. Date. I don't know why he has those commercials. <laughs> I don't get it. Number two, you said, what better situation could he be in? The Browns had the perfect situation. What's the he better situation? The ball off. For 49ers? Can I make my the point? Browns? Can I make my I'm point? I'm sorry, bro. Go ahead, man. You're getting me, riled, you're getting me riled up on here, bro. I, I, honestly, I honestly believe that they're comparable situations. And I know they're comparable because the whole NFL world exploded when we heard Deshaun Watson was going to the Browns. And everyone said, taking the 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 uh, civil allegations away, that Deshaun Watson's on that team, they're a Super Bowl team. Because they're already ready set for a Super Bowl team. They have the talent. They have the defensive players. They have the offensive line. They have the running back. They have the coach. They have the, the structure to be successful. And this man couldn't be successful. So absolutely not. You keep saying if he has the right people around him. That's why the Colts said no. There's a reason why the Colts said no. They're like, hold on. If you couldn't get it known to the Browns, you ain't coming here. Mm-mm. You ain't bringing that nonsense near me. It's like he got chlamydia or something. Nobody <laughs> wants to touch him. <laughs> Nobody wants bro. Up, bro. And then, That's effed up, bro. And there's one more thing you said. And I just, I, I really can't understand. You said you... 
Jimmy G doesn't make the clutch throw, so somehow Baker Mayfield can. We just haven't seen that. We've seen opportunities for the Browns to be in situations for him to be clutch, and he has failed each and every single time. And he's failed dramatically. I think back to the divisional round a couple years back when they're playing the Chiefs. He had a chance to get them to the Super Bowl, and he absolutely pooped the bed. He wet the bed. He absolutely de- destroyed his team's chances. So as far as the clutch ability there, I just I don't know what you're referring to. Maybe you're talking about something I haven't seen, but I haven't seen it. What I'm saying is this, though. Who has been in more clutch situations? It's been Jimmy Garoppolo by far. And in those clutch situations, his percentage is not high. It's just not there. I have seen enough out of Jimmy Garoppolo. I know what to expect out of him. The tape is out there for him. He has the most tape out of any of those three quarterbacks. I don't need to see anymore. I don't want him to start for my team. He has failed, and he's failed miserably on many occasions. So you are cut, sir. As far as the other two quarterbacks are concerned, Baker Mayfield is going to be my starter because I haven't seen enough out of him yet. I do think that he was in the second-best situation. Yes, that's absolutely true. But with all that being said, we still have to see more out of him. He was hurt last year as well. People don't want to take that into account. He was hurt. So that limited him a little bit. Okay? So Baker Mayfield starts for me because I do like his attitude when things are going well. I think under the right situation, a New England, a San Francisco, a Seattle, he is going to get you to the promised land. Jimmy G's already proven that he cannot play in New England or San Francisco because he can't do it. Right? That's why they still have Trey Lance. If Jimmy G was that guy, they wouldn't have traded or, I mean, drafted Trey Lance. So there we go. Jimmy G cannot do it. You, you're missing the hold point. On, you're on, missing on, the on. point. You, you, that, that's, your, that's your calling card every single pocket. You're missing the point. You're missing the point. Jimmy G <laughs> is cut. <laughs> okay. Baker Mayfield's my starter, and Tua Tango Viola, Tua Tango Viola is on the bench. That's fine. I, the point I'm, I'm going to make. Um, is for here is the reason I say you're missing the point. I, I think you're taking too literal. Who's going to take me to the Super Bowl? I don't think any of these three quarterbacks are taking you to the Super Bowl. I just don't. The one of the best chances is a guy we both bench because we'll see what he does with a lot of talent around him. Um, for me, both uh, Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield are bridge quarterbacks to hopefully a better future. And my point is, who do I rather have on my bridge? Would I rather have a guy who's functional, who is going to be good in the locker room, and who's going to set up a good culture for the next guy coming in? Or do I want a guy in Baker Mayfield who, for whatever reason, thinks he is um, the future when he indeed is not? He is a bridge quarterback at best. And so if I'm going to pick a bridge quarterback, I'm taking Jimmy Garoppolo because at least he sets up my team for success and has a good culture around. There's nothing wrong with thinking that you are the guy. There's nothing wrong with thinking that you are the franchise quarterback. You're absolutely right. That's what Baker Mayfield Except thinks. Except when you're not. But but that's what <laughs> that's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. He has that bravado, right? He has that confidence. I like that. I really do. And at first when the story came out that he uh did the statement about the Browns, you know, thanking the fans everything like that, his feelings were hurt. But there was more justification to it when we figured out that, oh, wow, Deshaun Watson actually is going over there. So, yes, it was disrespectful. It definitely was, right? Someone came in there and took your spot. Someone came in there and took your girl from you. They just snatched your girl from you and said, this is my girl, okay? And that devastated him. Now he needs to prove that that was a mistake on the Browns' part. And that kind of motivation for me, you're my starting quarterback, sir. Forget progressive. You know the problem. We, we, you know we the can, problem we can do is the scenario, though. 
You know the problem with your scenario? What's that? Deshaun Watson did come and take his girl, but you know what he thought? He's like, why did she leave me? He thinks he still thinks he has a six-pack. Why did she leave me? He goes through the mirror like, oh, snap. Your shirt's too small. Your belt don't fit. <laughs> your hairline's receded. <laughs> You're not as cool as he thought you was. So he needs to have that moment. Maybe he's having that moment now. He needs to go in the mirror and realize, I'm not that dude anymore. And maybe I never was. So he needs to get himself right and understand that at this point in his career, he's more than likely a bridge quarterback. Quarterback uh, to a quarterback that the franchise can actually take uh, take a team to a Super Bowl. So I think he's a bridge quarterback at this point in his career. Mm. We're going to just go ahead and agree to disagree. We have never agreed on start bench cut. So we'll see where this goes. Should he stay or should he go? We tell you on buy or sell. All right. So buy or sell, Chris. Matt Ryan and the Colts make the playoffs next season. Ooh, this is tough. Um, Today where I sit, um, I'm going to buy it. And the reason why I'm going to buy it is because I think there's going to be one team in the AFC South to make the playoffs. And today I'm picking them to win the AFC South over the Tennessee Titans. The experiment with Ryan Tannehill should be over with. It should be done. If there's any team that should have been part of this quarterback shuffle, it should have been the Titans. They're sticking with Tannehill, and they're sticking with him too long. You have a guy in Derrick Henry who is a great running back, but we know what happens to great running backs the way they've run him. Their bodies start breaking down. I don't wish him to be hurt next year. I don't want him to be hurt next year, but I just wouldn't be surprised if he got hurt next year. And what that means is, is that Tannehill's going to have to carry the team. And we saw what happened when he had the opportunity. He couldn't. So throughout an entire season, if you ask me, am I going to pick a Ryan Tannehill-led team or am I going to pick a Matt Ryan-led team? I'm going to pick a Matt Ryan-led team. So today, I reserve the right to change. We haven't seen the draft yet. Free agency isn't over yet. But today, I'm going to say they're a playoff team because one team's going to make it out that division and I'm going to pick them to win the division today. Yeah, you hit it on the nail, bro. The only way they can go to the playoffs is if they win that division. So as far as the answer to the question, it depends on who do we think is going to win the division. I'm going to go ahead and give it to Tennessee. I do not think that the Colts are going to make it to the playoffs, but they will definitely be that second team, right? Unless somehow Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars just have some kind of huge turnaround because that's really the only team that I can see doing that, but it's not going to happen, right? So I'm going to yeah. go ahead and sell on that just because of that point. I kind of disagree with you. Ryan Tannehill was able to still have that team win when Derrick Henry was hurt. It's just that in the playoffs, of course, we all saw what happened. They lost to Cincinnati Bengals. So I still do think that if something happens, they can still be able to uh, win during the regular season. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Tennessee to win that division. I'm going to sell on Matt Ryan going to the uh, playoffs with the um, Indianapolis Colts. Are you buying or selling? Baker Mayfield is a starting quarterback week one of the NFL season. Uh, I said he's a bridge quarterback, but bridge quarterbacks can still start. So I think I'll buy that. There will be some desperate team left that will look for him. You think about the Seattle Seahawks. Um, that's probably his last and best destination. If the Seahawks pass on him, then he may not be starting. But I'm going ahead and buy that. I think the Seahawks do eventually bite on him and give him an opportunity. And uh, I'll buy that. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy it, too. I'm looking at the Seahawks as well as trying to take an opportunity on him. Um, a dark horse may be uh, a team like the um, – who am I thinking about right now? Yeah, that will be it, bro. It, w- it will definitely be Seattle or bust right now as far as what I'm looking at in the rest of the NFL. So 
I said I'm buying, but now that I kind of looked over the <laughs> the teeth that are available, I might have to change my mind and sell on this one, man. It would be really, really tough right now because all the teams pretty much have established who their starting quarterbacks are going to be. I'm going to sell on this one. I'm sorry. Um, I, I did not know that there are not a lot of teams there available, so I'm going to sell. I think the Lions have a shot. Um, I think they've seen enough of Jared Goff, so maybe they shoot another shot and go for um Baker Mayfield. Maybe, maybe. And the last question of buy or sell, are you buying Carl Anthony Towns leading a team to the NBA Finals? Oh, absolutely not. He can't be the main guy. And it's not because he doesn't have the talent. Um, he needs help. It's really tough for a big man um, that plays. He's he's a traditional big man, even though he does shoot the three well. You need a complimentary two next to you or a guard, combo guard or something like that next to you. So it's really not a knock on him. Um, he's going to need another guy next to him that is as good, if not better. So I've got to sell that. Uh, I got to sell it. Yeah, I'm going to be in the same boat with you. I'm going to sell it. And really, Carl Anthony Towns has been playing really, really well this year. He's had some really good games. Uh, not too long ago, he scored about 60 in a game. And that Minnesota Timberwolves team is actually playing pretty well. I think they're about a sixth or fifth seed right now. But as far as him by himself leading a team to NBA Finals, I just can't see that happening. So I'm with you on on this one, Chris. I am going to sell. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, please subscribe. You can do it on any major podcast platform available. Check us out on Instagram. Check us out on Twitter. Download that Roku app so you can see our wonderful faces on Afro Vibes TV. You can also check us out on the Leeds Podcast Network. Chris is doing his dang on thing over there. He's still yet to invite me back on the, the, the podcast. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, did I miss anything? Low Chris? made it on. Yeah. Somehow low made it on. I didn't get that invite, bro. I, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> I didn't get the invite. So, you know, you just trying. I to think eat. I probably sent it to you and then Baker Mayfield. You know what happens when y'all send that invite. <laughs> I'm coming. Keep keep on, keep keep it up, man. I'm gonna start sending you phantom text messages on this one too, on the actual new channel sports podcast. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. This has been O N E, the one and only, with the phenomenal one, Chris. Until next time, we are out. Thanks for listening to the new channel sports podcast. If you like the show, feel free to leave a comment and a five-star rating. Your support is very much appreciated. Also, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or on our website, newchannelsports.net. That's new channel spelt in you, channelsports.net. Got a sports-related question for the crew? Just leave a voicemail on our website. Till next time, have a good one and stay safe out there.